Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you joined us today. Last week, I had Eileen Trussell on the show, and she is the development director, the office manager, and, you know, any other thing we can stick on her, she does that too. She keeps my schedule for me so that I know where I'm going, when I'm going, and and so she is pivotal to the mission, and she has been a blessing for the last almost nine years since she's been there, and uh, so... I know she loves being at the mission. I know I love having her at the mission. And so, but you know, that goes for the rest of the staff too. Uh, I have a great staff. Uh, They really, I I love each and every one of them. Having said all that, last week near the end of the program, and I just wanted to give you a quick background. uh, Eileen, I'd like you just quickly to, to, you know, just tell them uh, just a little bit how you got to the mission real quick, like you did last week. Just, you know, you've been there nine years almost, right? Yes. And uh, my younger daughter just turned 20. Wow. Right? So when, and then my older, she'll be 23 in October. Uh, My husband and I um, have been together a total of 30 years um, and uh, married 23. (laughs) And uh, uh, we got saved when right before we got married and when the lord got a hold of me and and my husband uh it was like no turning back Uh, we failed many many times still do you know but uh you know with just removing sin in our life um but we just kept seeking the lord through um teachings through the church uh and raised the girls in church and uh, but so I'm so grateful. I, I try and remember to thank him each and every day for yeah, saving me because, you know, at 31 years old, that's, um, you know, getting older and my eyes were getting more narrowed with my <laughs> viewpoints. And um, and so my husband and I, we, were, we met actually in real estate and I recruited him for a company and, um, you know, our eyes met and love at first sight type of thing. And let's see, 25 years of it. We He was a mortgage broker. I was a realtor. We had our own little mom and pop shop called the Home Still Owns Consultants in West Sac. And uh, we did really well. We enjoyed it. And then the market crashed. The phone stopped ringing and everything was taken, you know, away except for, of course, a lot of our belongings. I used to say I lost everything and that's such a lie. Uh, however, it was a very, very difficult time, uh, especially when you can't pay your bills. Yeah. And so I had to find a job. And lo and behold, we met, and here I am almost nine years later, and, and it's been life-changing, uh, just truly a, the biggest blessing of my entire life, working at the Union Gospel Mission. Amen. Uh, just I feel like I fit there. You do. Uh, in so many ways, uh, I mean, I even have a background of drugs and alcohol, and and the Lord saved me from that too. And so I can relate to people who struggle with that. Oh yeah, I can relate to worrying about where I'm going to live the next day with two little children. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also thank God for being our provider and 
not letting us have to go that far. However, uh, you know, it was still a stretch for us. But uh, again, now um, I used to look at the homeless and say, you know, good bum, go get a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, seriously, I sneered at people. I was mean and uh, judgmental. And, uh, and for nine years, I've heard hundreds, many, many stories. I want to say thousands, but uh, so Could many. Thousands. Yeah. Um, met for sure thousands of homeless people. And the Lord has really changed my heart for them um, with compassion, with understanding. Uh, some, it is really out of their control where they are. Some don't have family members to go to when they lost every, their home, their car, their job, uh, you know. And sure. So, uh, you know, the, the, but then also now there's that uncontrolled sin nature. That's right. That people have been um, abusing and using in the worst way ever. And it's just horrible to see the minds, how the, so many minds are getting destroyed from drugs and alcohol. And many, I would say, that come to the mission have been... Uh, you know, destroyed by this stuff. Well, just to give you an example, we were coming back from picking up stuff for the mission, and uh, Eileen and I were together at the time, and we saw one of the guys that had been on the program twice, and each time he came back to the program, he was a little worse from, from the drugs and from the alcohol and everything, and now he's walking along the street, kicking a plastic bag, punching at the air, and um, and although Eileen got his name wrong, <laughs> uh, still she recognized him. <coughs> and I saw him just the other day, and he is—he's certainly—he's as they say on the street, he's just tore up. Mm-hmm. And that's really an—it's really a descriptive, accurate assessment of somebody just tore up. Eileen and I were talking uh, before we did the second show. And we were talking about the different effects that things have. And you see that the homeless population, that certainly there are a certain amount of people who are out there on the street because they've lost a job, they've lost a house, they've lost their car, whatever the case is. And that's usually a temporary thing. There's usually family or friends or somebody to help out. Not always, but uh, for a lot of the people out on the street, it's drugs, alcohol, and mental illness. That's why we stress so much that our our recovery program is so integral to everything because mm-hmm. the homeless population grows. People come, I, and regardless of what anybody else says, I've talked to these guys. People come from other states here. It's a little better climate. They get they can get a lot of services here. But the whole idea is the the idea and the re, the what you do to to combat homelessness isn't simply to throw money at it. It is to have programs like our program, which is a faith-based recovery program where we pray that God will reach down, touch their lives, and change them forever, that he will make them part of the family of God and that, that he will give them a new tomorrow in transformation. The problem out on the street and the problem in our in our 
societies and everywhere else is the basic assumption that man is innately good. You and I talked about that. Mm -hmm. And the reality is man is not innately good. Man is born selfish. Look at a child. A child wants what it wants and wants it now. (laughs) I used to always kid that, you know, if you want to know if men are innately good, watch a baby. Yeah. Because (laughs) if you don't feed him, he's screaming. Oh, toddlers. (laughs) <laughs> get your face close enough and he will rip it off if he can. And I always said that God God made babies little so they wouldn't kill you and he made them cute so you wouldn't kill them. <laughs> because if you got kids. <laughs> but the bottom line comes down to this, that the totally de- total depravity of man is not that you're as bad as that you could be, but every segment of your life has been sprinkled with the taint of sin. It is permeates everything we do and there's selfishness and there's there's self-centeredness and all those things. When we come to God, when we in humbleness, brokenness come before a holy sovereign God in faith and repentance, what does he do? When he starts, he starts to change us and he starts to imbue us with the qualities that his son has and we become Christ-like No, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I'm Christ-like. I'm saying that every day of my life, I pray that God makes me more Christ-like, that he takes this broken, self-centered, selfish individual, and every day makes me a little less like that and a little more like his son. That just made me think of the lesson I taught the children last night out of 1 Corinthians, and there's three types of men. And when I say men, I mean people. Mankind. Sure. Mankind. Uh, so there's the um, natural man, mm-hmm. the spiritual man, and the carnal man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the natural is one without the Holy Spirit. And living, you know, man can save himself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and he he's, rules his own yeah. nest, right? And then the spiritual man's one who's saved and has the Holy Spirit and is being obedient to the Holy Spirit, you know, listening, reading the Word, being filled with the Word, and following the Word, right? Jesus. And then the carnal man is one who's saved but still hasn't learned to uh, eat meat. <laughs> he's still drinking that milk because he's still a babe, you know, that needs doesn't understand to, it takes a commitment on a daily basis, right? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm veering off here, <laughs> but it, it just, mm. but it's like when the men join the recovery program. There are some that even join who say they're Christian, yet and they, only God knows if they are or not. True, and but if they say they have lived a Christian life, but yet they've felt fallen into some really bad addictions, overrun sin, bondage. I uh, so we you take them out of carnality into becoming a spiritual man, and I I want to give uh, a shout out to the the pastors the chaplains of our of our mission yeah. who work with these men and our aftercare specialists the ones who and our assistant director and you Pastor Tim mm-hmm. where you really pour your hearts into these men it's not just like they're going to class. And they get the one-on-one counseling. There's so much more. When a man wants to truly change his life at the mission, 
I've seen them just get enveloped in care and discipleship and all right, come to our church and uh, come to our activities. Eric just took two men and one of the men's son to camping, Mm -hmm. to their church camp for the weekend. I mean, they really get surrounded by such beautiful men who want to help change their life. And it's always, of course, through the Word, through Amen. that discipling of, of what does God say how to live your life. Amen. You know, we don't hide the fact that, you know, we do a lot of things that maybe some of the other recovery programs may not do. I really don't know what they're doing. And uh, so they'll they'll... There's some curiosity about some of the things that we get involved with. Uh, for instance, we will take a certain group of our program men and we'll take them to a River Cats game or we'll take them to the fair. The and fair. you say, well, how does that fit into recovery? Well, first of all, many times they've never been to any kind of a, out, a function like the fair or a ball game or something sober. Or they've never been at all. And so we take them and we see what that's like, how they can how they can enjoy these things with maybe their children. That young man, and I'll leave his name out of it for right now, but that young man you're talking about, uh, one of the two that went with Eric, and his son came as well. He is, he's really in a beautiful place right now as far as he's, uh, he's on the, the recovery program, but I'm telling you, he is, he is, trying daily to forgive. He's trying daily to reestablish. His kids are loving him, and they're going to church, and and it's just a beautiful thing. And he, he, you know, it's an amazing thing. I can almost tell you the guys that are going to make it are the guys that are really the most grateful on the program. Those that are losing that feeling of self and of, of entitlement and have started to just be grateful for everything that comes along. And they're usually the guys that seem to be getting it. Uh, You know what? If you don't embrace in your life and understand that whatever position you're at, especially if, if things are, you got to understand that God is behind all things and your heart should be grateful for every moment that you're out there. And so to your point, I've seen men's lives completely transformed. Do I see them all? No, not all of them are. But, you know, maybe you could give, because they're tired of listening to me talk. Why don't you tell me that little thing that you said about about the broad path and the stairway to heaven? (laughs) You remember it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, she had read on one of the, uh, I don't know if it was a blog or something. Somebody had said the path, oh, to, the path, the pathway right. to hell is broad and the stairway, the others, the song says the stairway to heaven. Does it speak about uh, the, your destination plans or something to that? Effect, right. right. In other words, uh, why is it the broad way to hell, which is big, yeah. broad road, is that what it is? Broad it? road, right. yeah. Broad road to hell is big, but the stairway to heaven, to heaven is it's, <laughs> and isn't that biblical, huh? <laughs> well, it really is. And, you know, it's so easy to, you know, what we do, and you touched on it earlier when you said the natural man, 
it's natural for us to be self-seeking and to, to crave to satisfy our own desires and our needs. It is a spiritual thing when you are starting to uh, understand God's plan. And moreover than that, the Holy Spirit is guiding you to actually start caring about others in a biblical way. And that's why there's so much hope at what we do at the mission, because it's all about the, the gospel, the center yeah. of our name. You know, we're a union of Christians sharing the gospel, doing missionary work. We feed 9,200 meals a month, approximately, yep. includes food boxes to families, dinner every night, breakfast for those who got a bed there, lunch for the men in the program, and, and then just constantly giving out food to people in need. Uh, including, of course, the poor, and uh, but and you know we give out cl- clothing to men, women, and children every day. You know the showers for men to come there and change, and and uh, the recovery program, the women's clothing closet. There's so many things that we're being of service every day to help the homeless and the poor. The difference is that we're always telling them about Jesus. Amen. Because that's where the, that life-transforming power starts. Amen. That, that is so true. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> Again, to harken back to what we were talking about, you know, we've been criticized at times for having m- too many rules and regulations. The bottom line comes down to this, that the rules and regulations that we have at the Union Gospel Mission are not are not designed to be troublesome to people. They're not designed for our ego's sake. They're to protect the men, to protect the guests, to protect the volunteers. And not only that, rules and regulations are something that we all have, we all follow. And one of the things, one of the problems is with a lot of men when they come into the recovery program is they've never had any rules. They've never had any boundaries. And they need to start learning those things to live in a civilized society and to operate in a Christian church. God loves us, but he wants, you know, he he brings us in by his grace. And out of love, care, and compassion, we follow what he wants because he is our savior. But there are rules and there are regulations and boundaries that we need to stay within. It's not bad for these men. It's good. It is. It's good for all of us. <laughs> it is. Because left to my own devices, I will make a muck of things. <laughs> well, I've done that many times. You know, matter of fact, if there's people out there listening, they go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this the same guy? I knew that guy 40 years ago. That Don't yep. tell me that. That guy's such a hypocrite. Well, I hope I'm not a hypocrite. But was I the same guy 40 years ago? No. Do I want to be that guy again? No. no. <laughs> and did I do some some serious things that I would never want anybody to broadcast? You bet. But you know what? Even if you knew some of those things I did and you broadcast them, I'd tell you the truth. Uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I may be ashamed of who I once was, but you know what? God changed me. I'm not that person anymore. Right. And so I'm not... God has forgiven me, and as long as he's forgiven me, knowing every thought and deed I ever did, then I'm okay if you can't forgive me or don't believe it's a real deal. But I care about these people from the street, and I care about those men on our program, and I care about my staff, and I want the best for them too. 
And, and I want the best for each of you out there listening to the radio show. You know, it's amazing to me when somebody recognizes my voice and, and I get the opportunity to talk to them for a little bit. I'm, I'm grateful when people see my logo on the shirt when I've got a pullover uh, shirt on for golfing or for Fridays when I'm here and, go, and people go, oh, Union Gospel Mission. It's a, it's a blessing to me. It is. But was I that guy 40 years ago? No. You know, I, I spent a lot of time going to bars and doing things I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But that's not who I am. But it is who I was. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, if I ran for office and they'd say, <laughs> is there anything in your past? Well, I'd have to tell them, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there is. And, and that's how we see also our graduates that they, they're a new creation, you know. The, the, there's stories behind each one of them that some we, our mouths would, our jaws would drop, right? Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, we don't look at them that way anymore. No. You know, they've been forgiven by Jesus. They, they're forgiven by all of us, and, and they're a new, new person. Um, and, and I love, that's one thing I just absolutely love seeing is, the transformation that, that God does in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the hope that we have for each person that comes through those doors. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of work to be done, but, you know, it's just like your story you always share about <laughs> the little boy with the starfish. starfish on the beach. And there's millions of them out there. and But one boy, you know, takes each one, throws them in the ocean, and, and they the man asked this kid, you know, why are you doing it? There's just too many. Right. Can't save them all. And he's like, well, I can do with this one. You know. Yeah, I can save hey, this Hey, look one. it, I got it. You got it perfectly. <laughs> you know, and well, that's, it's impactful because I get to see that too at the mission. Amen. You know, and that's the truth. You know, uh, when I first got to the mission, many times I would sit in my office when somebody that I thought had great hope and potential would fall back into drugs or alcohol, and it was devastating to me. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I wanted each person that donned the door of the Union Gospel Mission to come to a saving knowledge, knowledge of Jesus Christ and to leave his old life behind. But you know what? I also saw men sometimes who took two or three times, and then finally it mm-hmm. all came together. And they walked with Christ the rest of their lives. Myron was one of those guys mm. that, that that had come to the program. And so to your point, though, it is the starfish principle. Uh, we have just one minute. Is there anything particular you would love to tell these folks? Well, if you haven't been to the mission, oh yeah, please call us. And we would love to give you a tour. It can take a half hour or an hour, depends on how much time you have. We can talk, but there's so much to to show you. And it, it's so much more than just a, a homeless shelter. And we're we're excited for visitors to come and for us to show all the great things that God is doing there. Yeah, remembering that I am a, an old pastor, and once I get oh, talking, <laughs> you know, it's like a snowball rolling downhill, guys. <laughs> but if you come in... I often give the tours. Eileen does tours. So does so do several other the, of the folks at the mission. And we would love to have you. Most people, when they come, almost universally say, I never realized so much was going on here. Mm-hmm. 
So we're out of time, guys. And so as always, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.